0: Hello, Tim. Hello, David.
1: I'm very happy to chat with you this morning. How are you?
0: Uh, I am. I'm fairly happy to chat with you too. I like these conversations, David. They they are like a highlight of my day.
1: I appreciate that, Tim.
0: I appreciate yeah. you. I appreciate you too, man. It's nice talking with someone who has the same values and, and working through them. You know, it's a, it's a rare thing to find these days.
1: I, I completely agree. And I'm particularly the in, in, interested and excited to talk to you about this topic because you have much more experience in this regard. So I want to ask about like shared values in relationships, in particular with regards to a significant other or, or a wife. Um, but also just in friendships and that kind of thing, generally. Um,
0: yeah.
1: it, you know, it's, it's most important with respect to a significant other, because that's someone you're committing to spend a lot of time with, obviously, and, and you're basically right. going to potentially raise children. You have to decide how, about their values. I'll clarify for the listeners, what I mean by shared values is I formulate it mostly to start in a religious sense, right? So I have religious friends who basically say they'll only marry someone of the same religion. I used to not understand that at all, but a Christian friend of mine explained, well, if she believes this is what it means to lead a good life, and if she actually holds these values as true, how could she reconcile with someone who holds other values, right? So if you believe in Christian morality and that Jesus is, uh, you know, if you don't believe in Jesus, you're going to burn in hell, how can you be with someone who has different values than you in that regard? And so I've been trying to work out, you know, now that I'm pretty libertarian, I'm fairly objectivist, I still don't know exactly where I fall in that spectrum of rationality is the most important and, uh, you know, objectivity is important, Mm -hmm. how important it would be for me to have that in my relationships with other people and in particular with with a spouse. So I'm interested to know if you're comfortable to share what that was like for you when you first started to change your mentality and also, you know, as you met your now wife and your your initial thoughts on on that topic
0: yeah i, I think that this is a great um subject uh, not one i've thought about a lot about uh recently but um you know it's it's interesting so so i've had three very kind of uh long-term committed relationships in my life and um the first my first uh, marriage was one where I, you know, I, I, I got married because my religion told me to basically, right. We, we we were having, um, premarital sex and that was a big taboo and no, no, in my religion, but you know, I just couldn't seem to control my hormones and neither could she. And I had to make an honest woman out of her. And that was that. And, and so religion yeah. certainly wasn't enough to maintain that relationship. Um, it wasn't enough to, um, you know, like getting married because you're guilty, uh, is probably not the right reason to get married. Right. Um, then, you know, the second long-term relationship I had was someone who was very adventurous mountain climbing out in the world, getting her done active. And uh, that's kind of how I am too. Like I'm out there in my own way, being adventurous, like, in my activism, in taking on big business projects, in putting myself out there and taking risks. Like I, I see life as one big adventure and I want to explore and I want to be the best version of myself and all that kind of thing. And that was fun for a little bit, but we, we were both having adventures in different directions. And so it didn't work. Um, what I love about my marriage now is that we both had had different uh, but complementary life goals, right? So, you know, I would say my wife is very interested in security and the home and family and and this kind of, uh, I guess, predictability or, or whatever that comes with a long-term relationship um, and that safety, right? And I'm interested in being the best version of myself possible and, and going out and doing things that I want to do and having the freedom to, like, take risks and and gather resources and like do do all the and go hunting and like do all the things that a man wants to do. Right. So so it's a much more traditional in terms of the masculine and feminine roles. We and how I've come to see how complementary those two different frames are. Okay. So they're I don't know if you'd call them different values, but they're certainly kind of different goals in the marriage, but they work perfectly together because I have a home base where my my suppers, like, I, I just have more freedom now that I'm married to do the things I want to do, right? Like, I don't have to worry about things like chores and house cleaning and and food, because I have a traditional wife who loves doing those things and does a lot of them. Of course, I help out, uh, you know, what I can, but my primary thing is I'm out there and she's, at home right and so so that that kind of works really well for us we we're both very happy with that arrangement and it's really well.
1: interesting you're the first married man i've ever heard say that the marriage gave him more freedom yeah. like it's very much a trope in media that mayor and i mean i think in some people's lives as well that marriage is like a, the ball and chain it gives you less freedom mm-hmm. so it's actually quite interesting to hear that you say it gives you more freedom and it's interesting that your wife is like strong enough and, and comfortable enough in herself to admit that she is that type of woman, because yeah. that's so vilified in the yeah. feminist sphere, let's say, right, to to want to be a stay at home mom, uh, a stay at home right. a housewife. And for you to say that you love that she does that you're like yeah. a misogynist or whatever. Right. So that's, that's both very interesting.
0: Yeah. And, and it's not that, um, you know, my wife also works full time. Uh, as well. Right. So, so she's very much a feminist. she's, she's doing it all in a lot of sense, but, but, you know, I'm much more likely if I have downtime to be looking for business opportunities or investment opportunities, or what's the next project I can work on, or what can I write or what can I go what's the next adventure I can engage in, right? So I, I have much more freedom that way. Whereas if she has downtime, she's much more likely to, to be at home. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I'm getting texts from my wife right now saying, make sure you tell them that I uh, I work full time too. So I don't want to leave that. <laughs> um, oh yeah, but, <laughs>
1: but no, and that's good. And that's, yeah. I mean, then the answer most people would have is how dare you, your wife works and you still yes. expect her to cook and clean, yeah. right? Yeah. And they still well, wouldn't, assume that she actually would want to do those things right Right, right.
0: And, and that's the thing like I would never expect her to do those things for me like you know she's the first woman I've had in my life that does those things for me I've never expected any of that in my previous relationships and I don't in this one either but she does them she enjoys doing them and it gives me all sorts of extra freedom that I, I had never uh, appreciated that could be available in a relationship right and
1: I think it's also an important thing to note that that could be that would be one of the reasons that she enjoys doing them as well because you get to do the things you enjoy, which is a value to her, right? This There's right. this lack of uh, understanding in most people's minds of like the mutual benefit and, and how you can love someone. So their value is worthwhile to you, right? In right. such a clear cut way as well.
0: Well, and and if you look at uh, the research behind the gender pay gap, for example, you will see that uh, never married men and never married women uh, make roughly the same thing, right? Um, but what happens in marriage is that the, the that uh, married men make more than never married men now suddenly, and women in a marriage make less than never married women, right? Now, why is that? It's because um, you know, from a male perspective, uh, I'm now free to go out and do and, and work more. Like I can work more because I just don't have to worry about things at home as much you, yeah. you know like think about being a single guy with hormones raging and you might say well freedom to me is like going out and getting laid all the time right like having a, a long series of one night stands well i mean that takes a lot of work like if you <laughs> you, you gotta lay the trap line you gotta like cruise the tinder you gotta like have your people lined up because if one falls through you got to have a backup plan like you're just (laughs) spending a lot of time engaged on that now some people say that's freedom i say no that's that's like the opposite of freedom um unless um, unless unless your highest value is hedonism or something like that but it's not for me it's living a life of purpose it's pursuing those things that are going to leave a legacy that are gonna that that are gonna uh give me a deep sense of contentment and and fulfillment and and that ability to chase purpose and to really embody your values becomes enhanced, uh, when you find the right, right partner, I think. And that's certainly been yeah. the case for me.
1: Well, I'm glad to hear it. I do want to kind of hone in on what I meant by values though. Cause I was right. more thinking like, I understand this is about like, um, I mean, I still don't have exact clarity in my mind around the way objectivism uses the term values at least. Cause there's like the cardinal values and then there's the individual values in a life so I was more meaning like the cardinal values uh, around. So like you're a libertarian, right? If your wife was a communist, it might not work out that well, maybe. Okay. And so I'm, I'm wondering the same way a Christian would want to have that conversation up front, maybe, and, and be very clear on, you know, if are you an evangelical? I'm Catholic. Is when it comes to like rationality and, and rational based atheism and, and objectivism, Is it as important still, and what does that look like um, in terms of those like guiding principles of your life?
0: Yeah, um, you know, I I think certainly when it comes to raising children together, you you definitely need to be on the same page in terms of values. Like what, what, uh, but you know, the ultimate value has to be communication, being able to communicate, like free speech, I guess you could say, right? that That's the ultimate thing because you're always going to have different points of view and you're always going to ha- have different ideas about what should be done in the household and how the children should be treated and what kinds of things they should get involved in and how they should be disciplined and all those kinds of things. And, and so ultimately, if you don't have the ability to communicate and freely express ideas with each other and come to some kind of um, agreement on what should be done, um, you're not going to have a good time. And so I think those if you... Are- at the,
1: sorry to interrupt but those are again like more about applying it to concrete examples and maybe that's more of what a marriage is and and that, that's more important but i i would assume and i mean i'm particularly interested because i'm trying to formulate this right. um I, you know i have not been in any long-term relationships um at, there is some limit of of authoritarianism yes. that would be unacceptable in yep. in even a friend let alone uh, a significant other i tend to be an extremist. So in my mind, if someone's not an objectivist or, you know, at least within 10 degrees or 10% of that, um, they're wrong. And so how do I I engage with someone consistently that is wrong? Like we can have different perspectives and like you and I have different perspectives and other people have very different perspectives still in terms of what they concretely value and in terms of applications. But the framework is like a bare minimum of, respecting rationality is very important. Honesty Mm -hmm. is important and emotions are important to acknowledge, but don't lead the conversation and these sorts of things.
0: Right. But it's best to concretize these things because that's where Mm -hmm. these principles and values emerge, right? They really emerge in actions more than they do in words and stuff. And so to me, for example, you know, uh, I am a big believer in peaceful parenting. Um, You know, I I don't want to hit kids. I don't want to use coercion with the kids. And so it's important to me that my wife also subscribe to that and okay, maybe we disagree on exactly where that line is. Like maybe my wife's okay with timeouts or this or that. Whereas I would like mm-hmm. to get down at eye level and really try to look at the world through my kids eyes and understand how the environment and how I and, and my wife and everything around them might be contributing to this problem and help them find a path through this to better behavior. Um, you know, where she might be like, you know, just give them a 10 minute time out and, and, you know, give them a little bit of inflict a little bit of discomfort on them to to amend that behavior. Right. So mm-hmm. to me, that's not an irreconcilable difference, though. Um, right. That, and so ultimately you have to have the value of can you can you both be heard in the relationship? Is there communication? Are you able to. Uh, a, like never compromise your principles, but are you able to uh, to 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 make compromises in those kinds of things? Um, you know, how you apply your principles maybe um, and, and can you tolerate that, right? And so I so, think that that line might be different for other people, but there's certainly go no go and and then the other thing I would say is you you can't be with someone if you have to compromise your principles or your highest values. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example, like, um, you know, in, in my second relationship, I, I I didn't feel like I was encouraged to spend time with my kids that they weren't as welcome over at my house and different things like that. Right. I, I was discouraged from pursuing my dream. She, she was constantly criticizing my writing in my political activism and, and communicating big ideas. Now, in what way was she contributing to my life? I, I ha- had a purpose and a vision for my life and I wanted, <laughs> I, you know, I, I wanted a partner that supported me in that the way mm-hmm. I would support them and theirs that, that wasn't happening. Right. So whatever my purpose was, was not being respected. Okay. And so yeah. in, in, the, in that case, like, she didn't have to get on board with me and and say that I'm going to become a libertarian activist like you. In fact, that might not even work out as good. There can only be one rock star uh, in each – like, I'm a rock star in that realm. You be a rock star in your own realm, and I'll support you and cheer you <laughs> on over there. But, you know, there's not enough room for two egos on the stage, right? Um, so, but, you know, we all need that person supporting us in the background, or at least not – actively blocking us or criticizing us or, or stopping us and so that relationship didn't work st- fell apart when I finally decided listen I'm not compromising on my principles and my values anymore for the sake of peace in this relationship I'm going to see my kids they're going to be welcome here I'm going to write my stuff I'm going to do my thing and I'm not going to apologize ever for any of these things like I had been doing to that point I was a weak cuck up to that point with when it came to my values. I was letting her bend my values over and screw them, sodomize them, right? And and I said no more. And I just stuck to my principles and and that was it. The relationship was over. Like we just couldn't reconcile things. Um, um I've never had so I don't know if that helps answer your question, but it sounds like it, it helps.
1: Does- it doesn't help, but it helps me clarify the problem in my mind then, right? So I'm I'm honestly trying to work through this because it seems that maybe I'm either too dogmatic about my beliefs, that right. they are the truth and and these sorts of things, which I agree to. A, uh, I, I do think that, but it's like, okay, if I knew the truth in physics and they weren't, I don't know, I don't know the exact analogy to anything outside of the realm of ideas but the other thing is also perhaps i still have this idea that there is only a very few amount of proper purposes in life and so if she's not having a a different perspective on the same purpose then it's also not in line with my values so it's like i'm i'm trying to figure out to flesh out what is the degree of acceptability in the different values so let's use the objectivist values reason purpose and self esteem yeah okay if uh, those three things can be applied in a lot of different ways but even if she has them in a in the improper framework let's say and that is what would lead to more disputes and more problems right so there are some people who i don't really ever argue with because we're both committed that we both care and and uh, are compassionate to each other and want the truth and are honest right. and to me those things are the important starting point but the rest is still important i guess right yeah so like i don't know well i don't know if i could be you know a, a an ardent libertarian with a wife who was a liberal right and i don't you right, don't have right. to tell us about your wife's uh, you know, political leanings, but I don't think I could do that. And I'm trying to figure out why, Uh, like, or if I just haven't had the experience of that's not really what's important in a relationship as like, if, if, if I think this is the truth and it's worth my, and it's my purpose, then because my purpose is in the realm of ideas, Mm -hmm. someone who doesn't buy into those ideas inherently is counterintuitive. Like, Okay. Let let, let me help you try to, let
0: me try to help you think about this clearly, because what I'm worried about right now for you, David, is that you are going to cut yourself off from an incredible amount of value, love and support and contribution to your values because of the way you're thinking about this. Uh, You don't Before
1: you Before you give me the advice, it's quite possible that that's what's going on right now. Like I have removed myself from most people in my life um, because I view them as contrary to my values. And so perhaps it, I mean, perhaps it was an overcorrection and I'll swing back, but you do have to, at some point like acknowledge that. So I'm actually very interested to hear your thoughts on this.
0: Right. I, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think you need your wife to, um, to have the same epistemology and, um, view of the world as you I don't think she needs to have the same politics as you but I think what you need her to do is to unconditionally support you in whatever you're doing right and so it it, the, the question for me is is your life better because of your relationship with this person are you more free to do those things that you want to do the purpose that you've chosen for your life even though she doesn't understand it or like maybe doesn't even necessarily like agree with it or, or like, um, you know, whatever, like, does she support you in doing that? Right. Uh, like for, for, with my wife, I, I really, I don't even think she knows what her politics are. She's just basically apolitical. Like she looks at my, engagement in politics, the way she might look at me having a hobby as a, a model airplane flyer right. or something like that. Like, yeah, you go do you, uh, I'll be, your supper will be on the table when you get home and yeah. like, we'll have a nice walk and we'll chat about your day. And I want to hear about your model airplanes and, you know, <laughs> like, you know, and, right. it's, gr- I, and it's great. I, so I have the freedom to do exactly what I want to do. And I have the support behind me to do it. Why do I need her to understand the non-aggression principle and Lockean homesteading and all these other things that us libertarians argue about uh, right. <laughs> ad and, nauseum, right?
1: And so I suppose, yeah, I don't think that they have to be like fully engaged uh, and that sort of thing. Right. Um, and they don't have to even be political and that sort of thing. But when it comes to not, if they have the, a different epistemology and I think I've like studied the science, and I know what the right epistemology is. Then having the wrong epistemology will only tend to lead to them having more conflicts in their life than I think is necessary. And it's like this is the like at some point I ha- grow tired, right? right. But like, but, I, but I
0: want you to notice here something about Ayn Rand, right? How were her personal relationships? Uh, how was <laughs> right. right? Right? Yeah. Now now this is. Okay, uh, objectivism is a very masculine way of thinking. All right, it, it's yeah, it's like we are men have to be objective observers of reality. Women in a home need to be emotional and nurturers, right? That that is their like that's what their specialty is. That that's what advances the human species. Like the the baby's crying. You don't need to think of an objective
1: reality a, right. of why
0: you need to feed them. You just have to have the instinct to feed them that's tied to an emotion and
1: and so we're gonna get into the weeds here because like objectivism would hold it's not an instinct it's you rationally know there's no instincts in humans so we are i i know that objectivism tends to lead down this pathway more and that's why i'm trying to temper it and understand it because i i fully and i mean we've acknowledged that i have more of I view myself as having more of that feminine energy or for lack of a better term and these sorts of things. So I very much see the potential risky path, but I'm trying to figure out and maybe it's more in practice. And if once I'm in a relationship, I'll figure it out. But I I fully get that they don't have to be bought into the same crusade I'm on. Right. right? But but when it comes to Yeah, like she doesn't have to know and be a huge advocate of the non-aggression principle and these sorts of things. But if she consistently was breaking it, that would lead to issues. And and, yes. And so you'd want to at least implicitly know that she acts as if she believes in it, even if she doesn't care to formulate it, because that's not of interest to her. Right. And that's perfectly fine. But so there's a difference between being apolitical and being political in a wrongheaded manner, if she was like a communist, if everything was, I don't know if this is possible, but if everything else was the same, but she was a communist and was just going to communist events, I would think that would lead to other issues, even if that itself wasn't an issue to you. But I'm also wondering if no. it would be.
0: Well, for sure, that that would probably end up being an issue if um, if she thought, like, be, because she, she would be essentially... Uh, your avowed enemy, right? And so she would be cutting you down. I mean, it it would emerge in her actions every day with you, right? It would be cutting comments, biting criticisms, like cutting you down, diminishing you as a person. And so if that is happening in your relationship, for whatever reason, uh, that needs to stop. Or, or the relationship needs to end, right? You, mm-hmm. you need to find out where that's coming from. If you value the person, if you you know, if you see some redeeming qualities there, you either work through it or you move on because you can't have that in your life. You can't have someone that's actively cutting down your pursuit of your values and your mission. Uh, you want someone that supports it, even if they don't understand it, even if they don't, if they themselves uh, don't consciously subscribe to it, right? Like you, you don't need your wife to have a rational explanation as to why she picks up your crying baby and nurses it. Like it's, it, it, she can no. think that God's telling her to do that or that she just has an instinct. Uh, she doesn't have to buy into this idea that she's rationally connecting the dots you, and, and, and acting as a robot and g- taking the kid from there to there. But, the way so you, you think might view it.
1: You think but it you, would be fine if, if your wife still very strongly believed in God and that like in, like a morality of God uh, and like that sort of thing. Cause that's like an example of that's wrong and will lead to wrong conclusions, right? Like that's, well, how, it, if you have the depends. wrong morality, um, right. it will lead to issues.
0: Yes. In certain, in some ways. Right. Uh, but most people who believe in God don't believe it in a dogmatic or fundamentalist way. Right. They're not Westboro Baptists believers, right. Who go out there and pick it all the time. Of course, if you believe in, in that sort of thing, if you're that dogmatic, then you're going to have some issues. But if your wife say, believes that, yeah, there's probably a God up there. And, you know, I pray every now and then, I mean, I just don't see what the issue is. Like if she's supporting you, if, if your life is better because of she's in it, um, if you value time with her, um, if, and, you know, and I guess that hits mother, the... I mean, like, wh- wh- why would you worry about that? And, and I've, I've softened my belief because I was a very strident and militant atheist back in the day, for example. Right. And then I realized as I went through grad school and learned a little bit of neuroscience and the science behind gratitude and meditation and different things like that. And I realized, listen, that the, there's a, a, a huge body of evidence behind The fact that gratitude, that embarking on an attitude of gratitude, by thinking about all the things you're grateful for, that you increase your cognitive performance and you're open to more possibilities and your consciousness is poised on the edge of chaos where all these possibilities emerge that otherwise wouldn't if you're in like a fight or flight, like fear response. Well, what do they teach you to do in religion when you pray? The first thing you do is give thanks, right? So religion has evolved. Uh, a lot of positive things. And, and so, you know, it's not the end of the world to me. If, if I have uh, a religious wife who, who loves Jesus and prays and, and, and does all those things. In fact, it may be that she's an even better mother and, and spouse because of it, because she's not constantly looking for a, a, a syllogism as to why she should love you and have dinner on the table and, and, connect the dots from first principles as to what rational thing you provide in your life she just loves you because you know whatever god commands her to to be this and she finds herself fulfilled and content by following those commandments and having supper on the table and giving you all the support and love and being an amazing mother to your kids like why would you cut that out of your life just because honey there's no such thing as god and you know all your rationale rationales for that are silly magical thinking superstitious I, I mean at the end of the day to me it's about the action uh, more more than anything right and and whether they're providing value to your life right and so yeah, so, so i think what agree you have to that it's about
1: whether i agree that it's about whether they bring value to your life i'm trying to figure out where that value comes from and if like who does bring that value to my life i want to i want to end it here though and and do another episode specifically on that what you were saying about you know if you value your time with them and that sort of thing because i want to kind of dig in more to that and i think we'll touch on some of what you you ended with as well but i want to i want to cut it there and then we'll we'll continue this conversation uh, next time
0: okay sounds good man sorry
1: to cut it so abruptly
0: no no get out there david and and meet women and <laughs> you no, know, and don't don't be this uh I- like inquirer inquisitor into making sure they have the correct epistemology and are holding the exact right thoughts in their head that will only be your downfall brother <laughs> it, it will it will cut off your freedom it'll be it's a self-limiting uh way of looking at relationships you you look at it as uh Am I am I more free because this person in my life has given me the value to and the support to do the things I want? Is she filling up my heart? Am I able to get out there and charge more? I, I, am I not having to worry about the home front as much and all the things going on and the, those stresses are taken care of? Like with that that's an amazing thing in and of itself, regardless of whether she's an objectivist or not, right? Uh,
1: potentially to yeah. be continued. Yeah. <laughs>